And welcome to our first episode of Small Talk. I am Ryan. This is my girlfriend, Naomi. Say hi, Naomi. Hello, everybody. And uh, we're just, I, I don't even know what we're going to be doing. We're going to be, I, oh, I got whiskey and she's got true crime and I've got funny jokes about Matt Damon. I think we should start with the true crime. Okay. She's nervous. Very nervous. It's my first time doing this, so it's... It's, a, it's my first time too. It's very exciting, but Ooh. very nerve-wracking. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so what do you got? Lay it on me. Okay, so everybody, Yelling. strap in and get ready. Oh, let's go whiskey. Because <laughs> today we will be talking about the murder of Lauren Giddings. Sounds white. Yes, she was white. <laughs> yes, I she was. Know. Yes, cool. she was. Um, it's a pretty popular case in. Um, Georgia, which is where it happened and took place in 2011. So, we will okay. be going into the background info and stuff like that leading of up. Of the murder or her? Of her. Okay. Her personal life and like leading up to where she got to. And then we'll be diving into like the day before it happened, the day of, after, discovery and all that stuff. Sick. It's Sick. So I can know how I'm going to do it later. <laughs> yes, that's one way to look at it. That's what true crime's all about, right? I thought yeah, women like yeah. women like to fantasize about murdering men, so they. I mean, that's, so that's why they watch it. Yes, that is part of the reason you know why I'm majoring in it. So. Oh. Yeah, just so you know. Comforting. Yeah, just so <laughs> just putting it out there. You all right. All righty. So we're gonna start with the basics of Miss Lauren Gidding. She was born on. April 18th, 1984, in Tacoma Park, Maryland, to Karen and William Giddings. Uh-huh. He also goes by Bill. I might call him Bill later. Billiam, yes. Billiam, yes. How'd you know? Wow. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. she was also the oldest of three daughters, and her sisters were named Caitlin and Sarah. Sarah is a slut name. Not in this case. <laughs> it wasn't. <laughs> in this case, she was nice. She was very nice, very good. And so, with Lauren, most people described her as a great friend. She loved her. Uh, sorry. Uh, apologies to everybody named Sarah. <laughs> <laughs> we love Sarahs around here. Sarah McLaughlin. She likes puppies. Yeah. Okay. I was ahead. originally supposed to be named Sarah, so we love Sarahs around here. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> as I was singing. All right. <laughs> um, people described her as a great friend. She loved her little, like, Pomeranian dog named Butterbean. Yes, she likes puppies too. Yes, she loves puppies. And I don't know if you've seen um, Legally Blonde, but people. What? What? Bad? <laughs> bad? Yes, bad. Why? <laughs> it's a great movie. Any movies from the mid 2000s oh. about blonde ladies doing blonde lady things, it's just. <laughs> Ever. In this case, it was so just like, hi, I'm blonde, but guess what? No. I'm also smart. <laughs> no. <laughs> That's like every movie. Where I was going with it was that her friends described her as Elle Woods because she always wore pink. She had her little dog with her. She's blonde and she wanted to go into law school. So All everyone right. called her Elle Woods. And All I right. just thought that was a cute little add-in to add to her character of who she was. And Okay. Yes. Yeah. Building building some respect for the for the demise. Yes. Yes. And Legally Bond is a great movie. So <laughs> I recently rewatched it and I realized how good it is. Oh, so uh, honestly, any movie that would like premiere on a Friday evening on like Hallmark, I can't watch it. 
okay, well, this isn't a Hallmark movie. <laughs> right. Legally Blonde seems like... Oh, well, the murder. No, it's not a Hallmark movie. Oh, no. Movie. I'm talking about Legally That's Blonde. That's Investigation Discovery. Yes. Investigate. Investigate. <laughs> so, moving on into, like, her life stuff. So, she graduated. I'm probably going to absolutely horribly pronounce this name, but it's Atholton High School in... A-T-H-O-L-T-O-N. Probably a Tholton. A Tholton? Yeah. That's okay. A Tholton High School. I, I'm guessing that's in Maryland because that's where she was She was born there. Oh, wait. Yeah, it is a Tholton. I went to high school in Maryland. What? <laughs> yeah, I went to Broadneck High School. Oh, that's fucking cool. And did ROTC at Annapolis High School. Shit. Yeah. Okay. I don't... Go ahead. I'm going to look up where a <laughs> Tholton High School is. But um, she graduated Tholton High School in 2002. Oh, in Columbia. I literally have it in the... Next oh. fucking sentence. In Columbia. Columbia, Maryland. Yes. Yeah. In Columbia in 2002. And her plan always was to help others. Like, she wanted to be that person to help others. She was a good-hearted person. What a nice gal. Yes. Very nice. And in order to do that, she moved from Maryland to Georgia. And she was the first in her family to go to college because she wanted to go into law school. And so, so in order for her to do that... She had to attend regular college before going to law school to get her degree. And so she attended Agnes Scott College and graduated in 2006. And she had a degree in political science, which is... My dad has a degree in political science. My sister, I think, is going into that. So it's a very, very... Very versatile degree to get. Yeah. I mean, you could either be a lawyer, Mm -hmm. be kind of a scumbag, (laughs) or you could be a politician... And be more of a scumbag. Exactly. Yeah, it's a pretty good degree. It's a pretty good degree, yeah. <laughs> you want to make a lot of money, yeah. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> and so, like I mentioned earlier, um, since she always wanted to help others, she has decided to attend law school in 2008, so about two years after she graduated from Agnes Scott College, she wanted to go into law school. And she wanted to become a p- public defender, and so she studied at Mercer University in Macon, Georgia. It's a good college. Yeah, pretty fucking... Pretty fancy. All right. Yeah. So we're gonna Let's get to the fucking blood. Well, <laughs> we still got a ways to go. Right. You know, just got some other things to jump into. We're gonna go into her personal life now. That was like her basic life info, but we're gonna go into like the personal like love friends. Yeah. When did she lose her virginity? <laughs> that is not known. Is that too personal, or is that like just the sweet I would, spot? I I would say that's too personal because no one, no one besides Lauren. And whoever she did it with. If you ever had sex with (laughs) Lauren, what's her name again? Giddings. Giddings. Sorry. If you ever, if you were the one who took her virginity, please call me at seven. No, I'm kidding. Oh my (laughs) God. Way to respect the dead, Ryan. Way to respect it. I'm trying to get her story right. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. No, as far as personal life, we're talking about like her love life. Her Th- friends, that's what I said. But not that kind of love life. <laughs> All right. God. Sorry. Sorry. Go ahead. Okay. So at the time when she was in law school. <laughs> oh, my God. At the time she was in law school, she had been dating a man named David Van Diver. Please there, call in. <laughs> no one. That's not, she didn't lose her virginity. Did he? Go ahead. <laughs> um, they dated throughout like college and before she went. So they, you know, been together for a bit, but it was also an on and off relationship. And he was 20 years older than her. I think. Gross. At this time. She, okay. 
I have a joke about that in my stand-up act. He should go to prison. <laughs> yes, he should. Absolutely. Yeah. That, yeah, you told, I think you told me. 40-year-olds that date 20-year-olds, prison. Yeah, yeah. Disgusting. This Absolutely was 2008. Gross. She was 27 when she died. Chris Delio, we're talking to you. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking nasty asshole. <laughs> so she was about 24? Wait, what? Uh, when was she born? She uh, was born was 1984. Okay, and at this she time. graduated from high school in, like, what, 2006? That was 2002. She 2002. graduated college in 2006, and then she attended law school in 2008. In 2008, I think, is where she was dating. She was, like, 30, dating. right? No, she was. No. She, she died at 27. And that 30, was in 2011. Right. That was in <laughs> no, my math checks out. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Whatever. whatever. She was about in her 20s. She was like, she was like, uh, in her 20s. 25. What is this, two years before she died or some shit like that? Around. Mm. I think she was in her 20s, maybe 24. I don't know. Let's move on. We're both bad. We're not good at math, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, my God, we're perfect for each other. <laughs> And so when they weren't together, um, she dated a man named Joe at her school. But there was just something about David that Lauren just couldn't let go. And so she broke up with Joe and went back to David. Who's Joe? I just said. Joe Mama. Oh, my Lord. You were just like my fucking brother. (laughs) That was funny. And so, <laughs> that was funny. In June 2011, Lauren graduated law school with her Juris Doctor. So she did it. She fucking. That's a lot. Good job, Lauren. Fuck yeah, Lauren. She I did didn't it. go to college, obviously. <laughs> the law school is fucking hard. I didn't go to regular college, not even community. I had a class in community college, and I just didn't go. So I owe $400 to Gateway Technical College, and I didn't even go to their class. I canceled before the first class. Sheesh. And they were like, nah, you piece of shit. You got to give us money. <laughs> <laughs> college sucks. Money wise, she's in college. Yeah, I'm in college. She's yeah. settled. <laughs> or whatever. She settled for me because <laughs> like, let's take the broke comedian. <laughs> and so basically, since she graduated, in order to make it like official, official, she has to um, take this thing called the, the Georgia bar, bar. exam. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I knew that one. And I from heard- How I Met Your Mother. Sorry. <laughs> and I've read about it, but um, it's a um, an examination administered by the bar. Association of Jurisdiction that a lawyer must pass in order to be admitted to that bar of jurisdiction. Dur- jurisdiction. I, and so I, I know what a, a bar exam I, is. I'm explaining for those who don't know because I was one of them. Do I, you think people are going to listen to this? I would hope so. Yeah, me too. I spent hours <laughs> researching this. I would hope so. <laughs> actually, I've got, a, I've got a few comments that are like, I can't wait to listen. Ooh, a I'm bunch so of them. Actually, one of them, my uh, shout out, Carrie. She yeah, Carrie. Had, she had commented saying, oh, my God, uh, let your girlfriend know. I have some cases if she wants <gasps> to hear them. Oh, my God. So shout out, Carrie, if you're listening. Please hit me up, Carrie. I would love to hear the cases. I wonder if I know them or not. Because I know quite a lot. Mm-hmm. Quite a lot. Wow. So she had to take the bar exam. And so her and her friends would literally be locking themselves up to study for that weekend. But first, they wanted to celebrate because they just fucking graduated law school. So they're like, let's go out. Let's get some drinks and fucking celebrate. Hell that's, yeah, brother. Hell yeah. Because that's it's what you're supposed to do. Brother. Yeah. So now we're going to dive into days leading up to this poor girl's murder oh this is like 
Is it like like while she's celebrating or is this like it's like it, like like she met somebody while she was celebrating I'll, or something? I'll get, okay, to it. I'll get to it. I'll get to it. So on June twenty fourth, two thousand eleven, it was a Friday night. You know, best night to go out to get oh, some yes, drinks. Sir. Yes, yeah. sir. I remember it, that night. I was. Exactly. I was, I was 11 years old. Yeah, I don't old. know what I was doing. Yeah. Probably some elementary school things. I think I was stealing from my mom at that point. <laughs> Not your mom. Stealing money from her purse and shit. Using oh. it for uh, <laughs> using it for Facebook games, yeah. Oh, as you should. Yeah. That was the time. <laughs> that was so much Nobody fun. could beat my fucking, uh, what was it? Uh, I don't know. It was like Farmville? some. No, it was some like. Some like one of those like uh, base games. It wasn't Clash of Clans, but it was like before Clash of Clans. Mm. I'm blank in there. Yeah, I can't remember for the life of me. But I remember playing Facebook games all the time. And those are fun. I remember what it's. I think I remember what it's called. But keep going. Okay, so on that Friday night, they all went to a bar and spent most of the night drinking to celebrate. Cause yeah, that's a big achievement to celebrate. As they should. It's a big one, yeah. Yeah. It's like ten years of school. Exactly. More than that, Shit. To become a lawyer, like that's go crazy, go stupid. And so afterwards, they all went back to one of Lauren's friends Ashley's place. You know, crash because they're all fucked up. They're like, yeah, yeah, being responsible as they should. Yes, exactly. And so Lauren's ex Joe, the guy I mentioned before, yeah, she <gasps> was. He was actually a roommate of Ashley's. And so no. Lauren spent the night in his room. <gasps> yeah, but there was like, there's no record of like if anything happened or not. Oh, he, she just they did. They, no, I. Nah, 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 nah. Listen, I don't listen, know. listen. If you're sleeping in an ex's room while you're drunk, there's no record of anything. They fucking bumped uglies. They went at it, and the drunk kind of shit. <laughs> So they were doing shit that she probably wasn't doing with her man. David? Da- David? Van Diver. And she was probably mentioning it too. It's like, David never does this. <laughs> <laughs> well, I believe them. And I feel like they didn't do anything. Because she was drunk. And she was drunk. So. Men are gross. Well, Joe like, better have a right girl, mind. Dr- to drunk not girl do just crawled into my bed. And a drunk girl doesn't crawl into a man's bed. And I, just like. Hey Joe, I'm just gonna go to sleep next to you. Don't worry. They are. She said, "Hey Joe, um, what's this right here in your pants?" Uh, yeah. No. Uh, oh my God, you're or, not wearing any pants. Or Neither she am just I. knocked out. She just knocked out because she was fucked up. And Joe, being the good ex he is, took care of her. Is he a good? I'm ex? gonna think of it that way. Oh well, is he a good person? Let's move on with the story. I'm saying. So, um, this is a little. This is where it kind of gets a little like creepy a little bit because Ooh. earlier in the night she mentioned to her friends how she felt like someone was stalking her because there would be times where she would um come home to her apartment and like things would be like moved around like she would remember precisely that she did not leave something somewhere or she had a poltergeist that maybe maybe but obviously her friends didn't take her seriously they're just like oh lauren you're you're overreacting was it a gay poltergeist was it like rearranging her furniture to improve the feng shui of the room (laughs) or was it like her keys were on the ground but they were on the counter before that kind of okay that kind of those are boring kind of (laughs) okay and um she also mentioned a year before like prior to all of this that um as i said someone broke into her um apartment it was mentioned briefly, but she me- she explained how on more than one occasion that 
she would come home to things being moved around a place like you know it's, it's a little weird like how would you feel if you came back to your apartment and like you saw that like a bunch of your stuff was moved but you know, like when we went like, into my car and my yeah, fucking laundry yeah, and, and McDonald's coffee was all over my dashboard. Exactly, yeah, exactly. So no, nah, I was freaking out. I was exactly. Like, I'm gonna so bring my gun. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So that's how Lauren felt. But like no one. If any of you broke into a 2019 Chevy Equinox, I'm coming for you. I'm f- I'm going to come. F- I'm coming for you. He's coming. I'm going to you. shoot your kids kneecaps. <laughs> <laughs> And so, unfortunately, this Friday night was the last time anyone saw her alive. You got a lot more notes. That's a oh, yeah, pretty I abrupt got, ending. Yeah, <laughs> plenty of pages to go. Oh, my God. Okay. Plenty. We're, we're going into it, though. We're, we're going only into 16 it. minutes in, so. Oh, my God. Uh, quick pause to mention our sponsors. I don't have any. So, if you want to sponsor this podcast. Let us know. Let us know. Hit us up. I'm drinking Bullet Rye Whiskey. Bullet Rye. Not sponsored. If you want to sponsor... I drink so much of your shit, dude, (laughs) to the point where Naomi's scared. (laughs) So if you want to sponsor my alcoholism and send me free alcohol, we would gladly enjoy it. Please send me an email. All right. (laughs) And back to the podcast. (laughs) (laughs) So the next day, June 25th, 2011, you know, everyone was making their way out of Ash's apartment. And although no one saw Lauren leave, Joe confirmed that she did leave that morning to go to a local pool because she wanted to go swimming. Mm-hmm. So they're like, okay. They're like, all right, Joe. And so everyone thought, like, no one thought that Lauren um, leaving early was out of place. They were all drinking last night and left at different times. And Lauren was also a runner, so they guessed she might have went on, like, a morning run or something. They're like, you know, she's a, she's a morning person, so she's probably doing, like... Do you morning run when you're hungover as fuck, though? Like, is that something that people do? I don't know how hungover she was. If I... See, because, like, Devin, my brother, mm-hmm. he's decently athletic he used to run if we were in high school or just after high school and we got really drunk he used to run every morning if we got really drunk he would not run the morning i just don't know so people who are that dedicated i don't know i don't know if that's your real friends are those your real friends lauren i i don't know i don't know what better check joe (laughs) and so smell his dick (laughs) he was in there jesus christ (laughs) And so um, Lauren's family knew that Lauren would be studying for the bar exam. But when it had been a few days, like this was now at this point, this is like June 27. So it's been like three days or so that since they last heard from her. Close to my birthday. Yeah, it is. Yeah. yeah so sad things happened on my birthday. Right? Yeah, clearly. So um, when it's been a few days since they've heard from her, Lauren's one of Lauren's sister asked Ashley if she could um, if she had seen or heard from Lauren. And Ashley tried to reach out to Lauren, but after a day of not hearing back from her at all, Lauren's family asked if she could go check on her. So she's like, okay, I'll go check on Lauren, see what's going on, because obviously no one's seen her. So they're like, okay, let's go see what's up with Lauren. And so um, Lauren's apartment, it was like an apartment complex, like about 16. Okay. Um, Floors or apartments? Apartments. apartments. Okay. It's like a two, I think, two-story apartment complex right across the... Is that a thing? Yeah. I'm just I've thinking, seen I'm, pictures. I'm thinking about it. I'm thinking about it. Because oh, yeah. mine is two stories and we only got like eight per... I think. That's what that's what I've seen. It's like, I think it might be two stories. I can't remember. But there's 16. I know there's 16 apartments okay. in the complex. It's right across the street from um, Mercer University. 
And so, you know, just make it convenient, you know, easy, easy. Just go across the street. It's just like a little complex, you know, just like what a college. Well, you wouldn't know because you've never been to college, but. Wow. Thanks. But what, a, <laughs> what an average. You wouldn't know because you're kind of a piece of shit. You just went right into working <laughs> after high school because you weren't smart enough to go to college. You no. got denied from every college on your list. You know, quirky things. Yeah, <laughs> just, you know. <laughs> And so um, Ashley went with her boyfriend to check on uh, Lauren. And when they arrived, they noticed that Lauren's car was actually parked outside. But they thought it was weird because, like, okay, if she's here, she's home, why isn't she answering or anything? Like, she wouldn't just leave her car, you know? Like, Mm -hmm. she would take that if she was doing something or whatever. Like, it's just weird that her car is there and she's not answering or she's not there. So it's like, hmm, something's not right. And so... um, they um, entered her apartment using a spare key, and right before they went in, Ashley like looked at her boyfriend, and she's like, "Are you prepared to see like what we're about to walk in on?" Because they were starting to get a bad feeling, like this isn't, you know, normal. So she's like, "Are you ready to like witness what we're about to walk in on?" And the boyfriend's like, "Yeah, I mean, we have to because we have to make sure she's okay and stuff like that." So they entered the apartment with the spare key, and they actually noticed that everything looked perfectly fine like there was nothing out of place lauren's keys purse phone and laptop were all in plain sight there was just no sign of lauren so it was kind of like okay if all her things are here her car's here but she's not so it's like what's going on because you know you would bring your phone usually with you wherever you go yeah and your keys your purse 2011 you were bringing your uh your razors you know yeah yeah wait did they have iphones in 2011 oh i think so I'm not sure. Uh, well, I'm actually know, not sure. Because, like, at that point, but most s- people couldn't find your location, you know, yeah. with those old little uh, little trap yeah, phones. Yeah, but still, I mean, people had them on them. Yeah. You know, or a phones. few of them, depending on their occupation, if there they were you, a drug yeah, dealer. Yeah, that is true. So, Was Lauren a drug dealer? No, Lauren was a law student. How do you know? Because there was... She's been dealing in Adderall. Oh, my School God. School is hard. Stop thinking bad of this poor woman. I'm just... No. I'm trying to be realistic. People do bad things. Not everyone. Even good people do no. bad things. I did Adderall. Congratulations. At work, yeah. Congratulations. Fuck that job, though. Fuck that job. Right. And so, um, another thing that they found odd was that Lauren was actually supposed to be moving out um, around the next day to be living with her boyfriend, David. Mm-hmm. But it looked like she still had, like, weeks to go before she actually had to pack, meaning, like, there was nothing packed. Like, nothing was ready to go. And it's like, if she's leaving the next day why isn't anything packed like why is everything still out there's no boxes nothing so it's just kind of like okay because you know when you pack you pack a few days in advance yeah to make sure you got everything so it's just it was just weird it was just weird so they're like okay so they tried to think calmly and they assumed like i mentioned before that she went on a run but um when she never came back that's when they're like all right we gotta call the fucking police because this is Yeah, yeah, yeah this is getting weird so um, police came and people started to look for her about June 29th. Like this is when they started searching for her, see if there's anything for her. My and birthday. so, oh my god, June 29th, Cancer baby. Miss girl went missing on your birthday. Mm-hmm. I wonder what happened to her. We're well, gonna find out. I, I know already. Oh. It was me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hey, Lauren. Hey, and David. So it was kind of weird because one of her neighbors, Stephen McDaniel, said, you know. Government and these people. This is- yeah, they're all lawyers. Like, every, like, all her friends are lawyers. Like, they're all lawyers. Like, 
but they're like, all going like, for the bar exam all lawyers well yeah obviously since this is all public right but you're just like straight up full government name these people well, no i'm mean, not important. like they work for the government you give oh no uh, they're big important. government names they're important to this case did so. they all do it yeah totally <laughs> and so um the stephen mcdaniel guy he was like he said, you know what, maybe she she went on a run or something and someone just snatched her up. And it's just kind of like, maybe, but why would that be the first thing you think about? You know, it's a little weird in my eyes. I don't know. I thought that was kind of weird that he just automatically assumed that she was snatched up or something rather than like, oh, maybe she went on a run and accidentally you know strained her ankle and she needed help or something like it's just weird that he thought she was um snatched up right away i don't know it was just weird and so at the time when um lauren was all this news was going around about lauren um her dad was in maryland and as soon as he heard about the news and what I'm was sorry going on, did you just say maryland yeah it's not maryland Maryland. Maryland. Whatever. Yeah, that's it's just wrong. It's wrong. Okay. Do you say Arkansas? No. <laughs> Illinois? No. Maryland. Maryland. There you go. Anyways. <laughs> God. Ooh, we made one mistake. Oh my God. <coughs> yeah. Anyways, <clears throat> Lauren's dad was in Maryland. And as soon as he heard the news about what was going on, he got in his car and began an 11 hour drive to Georgia because that's his baby. You know, he's going to take however long it takes to get there to see what the hell happened to his daughter. Yeah. Because it's like, this is strange. And so um, police started to search Lauren's car in her apartment and began questioning people. And in a usual case like this, Joe and Dave were both on top of the suspects list because they're just like, oh, this is maybe like. Because they fucking. Both of them piping. Yeah. At the same. Not yeah, that's same what time. I mean. That's what they were thinking. They're like, okay, you yeah, both Joe, have been with her. Well, no, yeah. Joe piped uh, that night, and David was piping on the regular, but not as good as Joe, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. So when they interviewed David, they said he he said that he hadn't talked to Lauren in days because he was on a trip in California for golfing, and they thought there's like, well. What did you like text her like maybe a good morning or like you arrived safely you checked into your hotel safely he's like no we we weren't like that and he's like no that's not the kind of relationship we had he's like no yeah no. just the type of relationship where you don't care about each other yeah. that's cool they're like he's like no we we don't do that like, no we don't give a fuck about each other we're yeah just, so they were just like, fucking they had to have just been fucking. <laughs> and so they're like okay well but he was very um helpful with the case like he gave whatever he could about information about lauren and stuff like he was very helpful with the case he's just like he just kind of came off as like Ugh, yeah we don't really you know talk Ugh. but he was very helpful with it well with school you know i'm sure they they don't have much time right. on their hands yeah of course and so they went to joe next and joe said that she left early and was going to a pool and there was actually um a record on her card being used at a local country club to get into the pool so I'm like okay so she did go to the pool that morning some laps you know you know gotta cool off gotta cool off i'm sure i've never done it but i'm sure jumping into a pool while hungover is life-changing it could be that shit sounds like because like just drinking a cold water mm-hmm. while you're hungover and fucking hot water when you get back to your car is yeah. 
orgasmic. So <laughs> jumping into a pool of water, ugh. Yeah, that was probably what she just what she needed. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm you know I'm sure uh, she wanted to enjoy her last moments. Stop. What? She didn't know it was gonna be the last moments, <laughs> Brian. Same. And so, Sorry. upon searching in our car, they also found a receipt from a fast food restaurant on Saturday night, which was the next day after the day they went out to eat. So, they're like, okay. So, she was alive that night, that Saturday night. So, they're like, okay, that's good. And so, they also checked her laptop, and her last form of communication was an email to David explaining that she felt uneasy and that someone blew um, broke into her apartment the previous night when she was out, like when they were all out having their drinks on that Friday night, she felt like someone was in her place while she was gone. Cause once again, things were moved around and everything. And yeah. so for the feng shui. Yeah. All right. So now we're getting into the nitty gritty. We get in there. The nitty gritty. Go we're, crazy. Yeah. This is where it starts to, you know, kind of, I thought we were going to have a catchphrase going. Cause earlier I said, go crazy. And then you said, go stupid right after. I thought we were going to have a thing. We do. But you didn't say go stupid. When did you say go crazy? I just said it. Oh, go stupid. No, I'm not. Uh, uh, Whatever. Just, just keep going. I, I want to, I would like to. Yeah. All right. Much. All right. So sorry. Yeah. So. Not to you, to these people. Oh, yeah. Sorry for him. So. Hey. All right. After searching the apartment, they noted no signs of a struggle or a break-in. So they're like, okay, let's check outside. Maybe there's, you know, something outside that we can find. Because there was obviously nothing going on inside. So like, let's check outside, you know. Because sometimes things happen outside and stuff like that. And they so they went outside and checked around the apartment building just to see, like, if there was anything. And so, around the area of where the garbage was, investigators were hit with an all-too-familiar smell that investigators know, and it was not garbage smell. It was dead body. They smelled a dead body. Decomposition. And it was kind of gross, too, because these garbage cans were kind of like, not not, not like big ones you would see at a restaurant or something, but like they're like... Foldables, like you would see, like in neighborhoods, like yeah, the, yeah, 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 the, the, like the tan ones, and the yeah, blue yeah, they were yeah. like those kind of. I can't, I don't know the name for it, but like the neighborhood garbage cans. They're garbage cans, yeah. I think they're like garbage cans. I think they're just garbage cans. Well, there's plenty of large, large garbage cans. The other ones are medium. The ones you get in your house are small. Yeah. 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 Thank, thank you. Ryan. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Ryan. You're welcome. Thank you. And so, obviously, they smelled the dead body. They're like, okay. We need to figure this out. We need to see what it is. So they open the garbage can, and inside there are two large garbage bags. They open the first one. The first one was just like regular house garbage, like nothing out of the ordinary. And then the second bag was heavier, and the county sheriff, Randy Gonzalez, said he knew there were some kind of body remains when he picked it up because it was just like after doing that for years, like you know at this point, like, there's a body and save it when they opened the body bag the torso of a caucasian woman was found inside with no other limbs attached size ryan like like c's what are we talking ryan (laughs) be serious it was lauren that's what i've been trying to say (laughs) ryan and so, 
they wanted to keep this on the low profile because they didn't ID it yet. So they weren't they they weren't sure if it was her or not. Just the torso? Yes, just her torso, like literally neck down, all the way down to like her waist. There was no legs, no arms, no. Just head a utility guy, just the ones, just the parts you need. Yeah. What? What are you gonna do with the chest? What are you gonna do with it? Make a lamp? Make a, make a painting? They wanted to keep this <laughs> on a low profile since they didn't ID it yet, but one media station heard about the discovery and wrote a piece spreading the word about the torso that they had found in the garbage can. And so Lauren's uncle called her family to see how they were doing and that's how her family found out about a body being found. Like, the family had no idea that they even found one until the uncle called. He's like, hey, how are you guys doing? You guys hold it up since they found that body in the garbage can? They're just like, Did they what? know she was missing at this point? They or knew was, she was missing, okay. but they didn't know about the body. Like, they didn't know about the torso. And that's how they a, found out. A by white woman's torso. At, at that point... I don't think you really need to ID it. Yes, you do, because it could be anybody. It could be anybody, but, like, missing person, the torso was found, what, at the person's yes, place? Yes, but still, it's and their job. It's, it, I know, but, like, like I, the family's not going to be like, oh, it could be anybody. <laughs> I know, but I'm saying And the uncle is just like, did you hear about that body that they found yes, at that's Lauren's exactly, place? <laughs> that's exactly what the uncle said. Yeah, and it's like, they're like, oh, whose was it? I don't know, some white bitch. No. And they're just like, oh, couldn't it be Lauren? No, that's not how it went down. <laughs> and so, anyways, um, Lauren's dad arrived in Georgia about the t- around the time when the torso was found, and he went straight to the police station to um, say that he wanted to be the one to identify Lauren's remains. Because, like you said, people let me keep reading the case. Obviously, people were pretty sure it was her, mm-hmm. but they still had to ID it just to be safe. So even the dad knew, and he wanted to identify it. So if you let me continue next time. Can you just read the story? I'm trying to. Making I'm, a joke. I'm really trying. There's no joking matter. Okay, and you knew what you were getting into with this podcast. That might be my last time. <laughs> Anyways, the chief of police, Mike Burns, said it wasn't a good idea and that this wasn't the last thing um, he'd want to see of his daughter from one dad to another because they're like, that's not what you want to see and stuff. And so after a minute of persuading him, Lauren's dad gave in and thanked him for not letting him see that because that would have been a little hard to look at. Um, so DNA analysis was used and confirmed that the torso was Lauren's. So now, obviously, they're dealing with murder because yeah shorty because yeah. shorty dead shorty dead yeah and so the news spread and dead as hell huh? dead as hell dead as hell what shoe <laughs> she got on oh <laughs> so the news spread and a local tv station called wgxa tv was interviewing friends and family outside of lauren's apartment when the announcement was made and so at the time when this like i said happened they were interviewing people outside the apartment complex. And one of the people happened to be Stephen McDaniel, the man I mentioned earlier, who... The neighbor. The neighbor, yes. The, neighbor, the one who yes. said she might have went on a run and got snatched up. So they were interviewing this guy. And he was helping, you know, with the search and everything. And he told the TV station that Lauren was as nice as could be and how he helped looking out for her and stuff like that. And this is actually... The interview for this is actually online, like on YouTube. Like You can actually watch this. And it's kind of... 
a little unsettling to watch because you know it was because it was him. Oh right. I don't know. We don't. I don't know. We don't know who did it. I know. Nobody knows who did it. Uh, do you know who did it yet? Yes, I know who did it, but I'm not gonna tell you yet because you're letting me. Right. I can't read upside down. Don't Good. Worry. I'm intoxicated. <laughs> <laughs> and so on this in this um, interview, like they were, you know, interviewing Stephen, and the reporter said, and I quote. What about in the parking lot area? I know they've been doing a lot of, I think that's where they've recovered a body or whatever they've recovered from there. And just mid-sentence from the interviewer, like, McDaniels, he just looks, he's like, body? Body? Like, he just kept saying body over and over and over again. Body, yaddy, yaddy. And so. <laughs> not, all right. And We're so, doing a podcast. Can you not do that? And he froze up. Sorry, she she does this thing whenever I bite my nails or cuticles. She like snatches my hand out of my mouth because it bothers her so much, and she just did it. You couldn't see it, but it, yeah. lo- it made me lose focus. I'm sorry. All right, body yaddy yaddy, go. <laughs> and so the reporter explains because this like they didn't know um, if it was Lauren, like they didn't know it was Lauren, but they knew about the torso being found. So the reporter was saying, like, oh, it might not be, it might not even be Lauren and stuff. But McDaniels, he just literally just stares at her, like, dazed. Like, he's just zoned out. His mouth is just hanging open. And he literally just keeps repeating body, like, just over and over again. And he remains like that until he finally just says, I think I need to sit down. And so he goes off to the side. He just dramatically collapses onto the sidewalk. And he's just he just sits there again. He was love Lauren. He was love Lauren staring off into space like he's just zoned out like just staring off into the space and so they're just like okay that's a little weird but well like, you know people react to hearing I about mean, a dear neighbor and, dying differently and that's mm-hmm. how i was reading it at first too but after watching the video i don't think it was more of a reaction as like shock or like you know like surprise as defining about like it was more of like oh shit like i might have been caught kind of thing oh like a like a like a wait sh- y'all found the body yes, yeah yeah yes, yeah yes yes like kind of like oh, he so he like, did it and it was more of like a, like yeah that's what he meant by body like because you know i i asked my brother i did this case with my brother before coming here and he even said like i would have not reacted like that i would have been like wait what or like what are you talking what about body? Like, what body not where just, did y'all find it not just straight up body body like body body like just Popular Wally? Magnus Stallion song, Body? No. <laughs> no. Popular Wale song, Body? <sighs> Baby. All right. <clears throat> and so the police noticed his reaction and said that he was unresponsive for some time and, like I said, was looking off into space, just being fucking weird. And they literally had to use a sternal rub on him to knock him out of his trance. And a sternal rub is just, like, a really painful, like, stimulant to like wake somebody up like they basically just punched him really hard in his stomach to get him to wake up because he was just not nice um, good police work yeah because there's like okay they're like all right let's go Steve. like ayo dog yeah literally, <laughs> that's pretty much what they did because there's like he's not responding and a lot of people noted that his reaction to the body was very theatrical because like i said no one else would have reacted that way it's just weird like you can literally look up the video it's just really fucking weird i don't know it's just I, I don't know. Uncomfy. And so investigators brought him in for an interview, like based off of his reaction. And the whole time, this is also in a video as well. Like, it's fucking creepy. Like two hours long of him in the 
interview room and he's literally just sitting with his back straight his palms are on the table he's just like serial killer yeah yeah basically or there would just be times where his hands are like down here he's just literally sitting at the edge of his seat back straight just staring at the police officers whenever they came up to him you know not like he's being questioned for murder exactly yeah Yeah. and he it was just weird because like every time they asked him like a really detailed question or something about lauren he would just answer like yes no i don't know that's all he said he wouldn't say anything else but that like they would just be like oh did you hear about the body that we found do you think it's lauren he's like i don't know they're like when's the last time you've seen her Jesus. It was just weird. Like, he was just really monotone, like, robotic in the interview. It was just, they're like, okay. I, it was, it's just weird. Because, I don't know. It's just really fucking weird. And so, later, um, Stephen agreed to let, letting them have a tour of his apartment. And upon searching it, they found condoms in his dresser, even though he told the investigators that he was a virgin. So, there's like. Just in case, you know. They're like, why do you, you know, have, why do you have all these condoms? Um, in your apartment and he's like oh you know I actually stole them from the other apartment complexes I broke into their houses and stole their condoms and so they're like oh you're breaking into places that's cool yeah and they're like okay so you literally just told us you broke into people's places we're gonna charge you with burglary and take you in because they're just like that's already something going on and so um and so um, as they held him, um, they continued to search his apartment as well as Lauren's more. And this is when they finally decided to do um, a luminol test in Lauren's apartment because obviously they're dealing with a dead body now. And if you don't know what a luminol test is, I'm explaining it for those who don't. Yeah. It's where you spray this. I can't remember what's in it, but it's a spray that you can. It, it helps bring out blood stains and then use a black light to find the blood. So that's what they did. Good job, babe. And so they decided, they're like, okay, let's do this, because, yeah. And so they they did all the, they did the entire apartment, nothing popped up. They're like, okay, let's check the bathroom. They're like, let's check the bathroom. And they said that when they did it in the bathtub, it lit up like a Christmas tree. And so there were no, and like I said before, there was no other prints or blood patterns in the entire apartment, and this meant that Lauren was dismembered in her own bathtub. And they're like, whoever did this, like, cleaned it up pretty fucking good, because, like, there was no prints anywhere. And, like, if they did not run a test, they would never have found that. Uh, I'm gonna go with sociopath in the interrogation room. <laughs> and this one. Um, it's like, man, whoever did this has like, some sort good. of mental disorder to help them work <laughs> better and probably not be super socially okay and, and you know like, he's a lawyer so it's like he yes. knows how to get away with this no it's like, yeah. i don't know it's like what's not clicking i don't know and so this is when they go back into steven's apartment and they found two keys on his dresser one was a master key to the entire apartment complex and the other one was a key to lauren's apartment and no one knows of like this was a spare or if he like took one of her keys and like made a copy of it or something, but he had a key to get into Lauren's apartment, which was kind of weird. Cause it's like, I mean, that's like opportunity right there. Exactly. No, like, right, like right. opportunity and motive. Yeah, that's, exactly. Exactly. So it's just like, Hmm, they can't charge him yet though. 
Yeah, they can't. Mm -hmm. And so this basically confirmed that he was the stalker that Lauren had mentioned prior to her death, and he had been her neighbor for... Yeah, because motherfuckers breaking it. I still kind of... I don't use him, though. Yeah. (laughs) And so... And he had been her neighbor for three years, so he's been doing this shit for three years. Like, breaking... a lot of patience. Yeah. Three fucking years. So, um... And, um, earlier... In this investigation, the investigators actually searched the maintenance room of the apartment complex, and um, they thought, at the, like before obviously finding the keys, they thought maintenance was the only one who had access to the room. And so in there, they found a hacksaw, and the hacksaw actually had Lauren's flesh and blood covered in it. Like, there was literally her pieces of her flesh the on the blade. didn't wash his damn hacksaw? No. Wait, no, this is in ma- maintenance? Or is this, this, in, is this, this is in the maintenance room. Oh, shit. And so they obviously questioned maintenance because um, they're like, okay. That's their saw. Exactly. So they're like, why the fuck do you have a hacksaw in here with this victim's, like, flesh and blood on it? Like, this is kind of looking weird. And the maintenance guy said that he had never seen it, and he certainly didn't buy it because he's like, I don't know what the fuck that is. And so, um, obviously, like I said before, back then they didn't know Stephen had the master key. And so, basically, he planted the hacksaw in the maintenance room because they went back into Stephen's apartment and found the packaging for the hacksaw in there. And that's how they caught him? About, yeah, pretty much. And so, they're like, okay, so this is starting to add up because, obviously, of the <laughs> bloody weapon in like you have the packaging for the fucking weapon oh, basically has the receipt literally <laughs> like you would think like, i've never seen that before i was like he has <laughs> <laughs> so i i don't know just talk, what's that in the garbage guy it's like how even, dumb do you have to be if you're gonna murder somebody about taking out the damn trash he's like i don't know i was gonna it was, get oh, to it right i was gonna get to it i, I thought i'd get, get to further. it on monday right <laughs> it's like okay sir and so um they also found a little, little lesson for you do your chores yeah and you'll get away with murder. With murder. There you go. Yeah. yeah. Do the fucking dishes. And you can get away with murder. Vacuum your room. Make your bed. Take out the trash. Get away with murder. You'll get away with murder. <laughs> and so upon also searching in Stephen's apartment, they also found a pair of Lauren's underwear in the drawers. As Obviously. well as He's as well as other stealing. other underwear. Like, He's not just stealing condoms. No. 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 What, was he? This, this, these go on. They go on the men. He could be bi, but he's just like, like. Yeah. Yeah, I yeah, know. That's all I steal is condoms. Yeah, no. Unused condoms. Just yeah. go fucking buy them, you dunce. Exactly. No, he was... Oh, yeah. All up in there. Hands down, which is... And she just came back from a run. She's like, where'd my dirty laundry go? Oh, my God. Stay. <laughs> Ew. Uh-huh. Gross. That's the best part. It's all sweaty. Oh, my God. And so they took in his laptop and digital camera to be searched because while he was being um, charged for first-degree murder because they're like, we got him. Like, well, yeah. No doubt about it. We got him now. Like, they just needed more, you know, to get him for this because they knew, but it's like, we need more to prove it. He yeah, did it. Having her underwear doesn't. Oh, yeah. No. Her. Exactly. Exactly. But having the package having the of the hacksaw. hacksaw with you know? <laughs> flesh on it. Like, I, think... I don't know where you got that thing, man. I don't know where it came from. <laughs> and so they searched the computer, and I don't know if it's like a trigger warning or anything, but it does involve, like, you know, torture, child pornography, all that stuff like that. Like, in I've case, in case, just in case. I like to, you know, say it just in case. All right, trigger warnings in life. I don't care. I like to be well, the I'm one glad you who did. helps. I'm glad you did. Thank you know, because you. you know, you'd be getting me canceled if you did. Yes. You know, I'm the thoughtful one. Do you know, I'm, I'm I'm thoughtful. I'm not. I can tell. I can. Tell I less. know. I know. 
I don't. Go ahead. And so, um, on the computer, he had been looking up violent and sadistic pornography, and while watching Man. these... You don't know that's what I'm into? No. Just, no. Mm-hmm. Just, just, no. No. Check my storage or not. No. <laughs> and while he was watching these videos, he would be looking up Lauren's Facebook and um, LinkedIn profiles. Like, he would be looking at her, like, profiles and LinkedIn. stuff. LinkedIn? Yeah. This is 2011. Look, what job was she looking for? Um, he had also stolen a flash drive from her apartment, and he had photos of her on his computer from that flash drive, and those photos would also be up whenever he was watching this video. So he was basically, you know, fantasizing about Lauren while watching these... Murdering her, yeah. Yeah, while watching these very sick and twisted, um, porn now, videos. by sick and twisted, since we're already in a true crime podcast type of thing, what kind of porn are we talking about? Torture, murder, dismemberment porn. Now, where do you find stuff like that? I'm just going to look on my computer real quick. <laughs> yeah, let me know how that goes for you. And so they... Open up, open up. <laughs> and they also found child pornography on his computer oh, as well. Oh, that's no fun. It's... Those, those suck. Stop. Right. Fucking knucklehead. Ryan. Goofball, I might even say. Oh, my God. And so they also checked the digital camera, and there was a video on there. Um, he had – it was attached to, like, a six-foot, like, wooden pole. He, he, like, taped the camera on the top of it, and he held it up to Lauren's living room window so he could, like, look in her apartment to, like, see if she had anyone over, if she was doing anything, like, what she was doing and stuff she like that. She was fucking Joe. No, was- she was not fucking Joe. David, sorry. No, not David either. They, none of them, no, none of them were in her apartment. So no. So no, but it was just like a creepy video of him just like peering into her living room, just spying on her. It was just weird. And um, the video was most likely from the night she was murdered, which is kind of creepy. Cause it's like, mm, that's gross. Um, and so um, after the discovery of the things on his laptop, um, McDaniel entered a plea deal. And it's stupid. But sat and with this um, plea deal, the deal would take off the charges of child pornography, which is like the, that's uh, probably like the th- second or third most important one up there. I'm saying, but they're he's just like, like, hey, you know, I know he's on trial for murder, but we found all this fucking child porn up here. Yeah. I think we should charge him pretty heavy for this one. Yeah, right. That's probably so he could just go to prison and people are like, what are you in for? He doesn't like, have to say yeah, child pornography exactly, he so he get... doesn't get f- fucked and murdered. Yeah, exactly. That's probably it. You know what? That's kind of smart. A little bit. I mean, like, anybody, I mean, he... everybody, anybody who's went to prison, everybody knows chomos don't make it. Yeah, I mean, I, he he also was a lawyer, so he knows these things. Like, he knows how to... He knows, he knows what happens to chomos. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And so, with this plea deal, he's like, I'll basically tell you exactly what happened if you take these charges off. And they're just like, fine. They're like, we want to know what happened to Lauren. We'll do it. And so, on June 29th, your birthday. This did is you a- plan that? Yes. How did you know? No, I actually didn't. That's crazy. I actually did. No, wait, he murdered her on my birthday? Yeah. Crazy. Mm-hmm. I think I was there. Yeah, okay. <laughs> So, 
Stephen claims that he broke into Lauren's apartment during the early hours of June 29th, like 4.30 a.m. or so. Um, he wore gloves and a mask and watched Lauren sleep for a while, like just standing there, you know, watching her. Nice. And he took another step and the floor creaked and that made Lauren wake up. Um, and she sat up in the bed. Like, obviously, like when you hear something, you like sit up, you're saying, uh. huh? Exactly. But she also, she like recognized him. And so she's like, okay, you need to get out. Like, get out. And he, um, sure she didn't say it like that. Well, she's like, get out. Get I the mean, fuck out of my apartment. Yes. Who are you? Get out of my apartment. Or wait, wait not who, Well, he was wearing a mask. Yes. Right? I'm getting there. I'm getting there. And so um, the details, like, of this um, whole thing, he told, like, Stephen told to the Macon Telegraph. So these are, like, direct quotes from him. He said, I leaped across the bed onto her and grabbed her around the throat. We tumbled out of the bed to the floor. And McDonald's claimed that it took 15 minutes for him to strangle her before she was completely dead. And during this whole thing, she was obviously fighting back and she took the mask off. Like she got the mask off and she recognized him. And while he was strangling her, she was like, Steven, like, please stop. Like, please stop. Like, don't do this. Please stop. Cause she knew him. Like that's her fucking neighbor. So she was trying really hard to like, just tell him to stop. But he just wouldn't give in. And so he moved her body to the bathtub and he went back to his apartment where he stayed throughout the day. So that entire day of June 29th, she was literally just sitting in her bathtub, decomposing, and he's just sitting in his apartment doing nothing. I know you're probably going to get to it. It's just not sitting right with me. Where the fuck is her head and her arms and legs? No, I, I will get to that. And ass. <laughs> All of it is just still just ah it's not it's not sitting right i it's will get like, to it okay i'll get to it yeah <laughs> to get it out <laughs> and so um that following night he returned and dismembered her in the bathtub he wrapped her limbs and head in several um black trash bags throwing them in a dumpster at mercer's law school across the street so he threw them away in a dumpster on the school property but the next day the um trash no, a few days afterwards, like the garbage trucks were supposed to come and take out, the, like take the trash to yeah. the to the dump. And what we're um, what they think happened is that the truck did manage to get those bags of the body parts to the dump, so like they were never found. Like they they he pretty much got away with getting rid of all that, but he put her torso in the apartment complex trash can on June twenty eighth. I wonder why. I don't know. Like, I don't know. You, he could have done it if yeah. he was just like, this one's too heavy. Yeah. I don't want to bring it across the street. Exactly. <laughs> and he put it in the garbage can about two days before it was discovered. And he actually would have gotten away with murdering Lauren. But on the day that they found the torso in the body was the day the trash was supposed to come. Like the trash, the garbage can, the garbage, can, the garbage truck, sorry came to the to the complex it was trying to get in but the police had actually blocked off the entrance to the apartment complex because they found the torso in the body and so the um trash the garbage truck couldn't get the trash meaning if they had not found the torso this guy's just lazy yeah this guy like you know it just it just screams like Mm -hmm. because like you're being questioned by the police already and this is before Mm-hmm. He was found. All the shit was found. Yep. You'd th- you'd think like like oh they found the body and then they go. He, he could probably just be like, um, 
I'm going to go ahead and delete all this fucking child you porn. You would think. You'd think. You would think. Right? No. Like, if I su- like, when you see a cop, like, he could be, like, eating a fucking donut out of his car. You still slow down while you're exactly. driving by him. So, like, if I can say, hey, how, do you, you know Lauren, right? Mm. Your neighbor? Yeah, she's been missing. Do you know where she is? No, but she's really nice. Then just go back in. Jerk off to your yeah. child porn. And then you're like, oh, they hope they, they're never going to find out. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, yeah. And so um, McDaniel's plea agreement gives him a life sentence of life imprisonment. And he is eligible to request parole in 2041. But District Attorney David Cook said he fully expects McDaniel to spend the rest of his life behind bars. Oh, oh, I know. So sad. And so like such a cool guy. Yeah, and so that wraps up the tragic and senseless murder of 27-year-old Lauren Giddings. Very, very interesting. I am very happy you told me all that. Yeah. That is uh, a lot to take in. Mm-hmm. Um, like, take out the trash. Yeah. Uh, again, fucking lazy. If he would have taken out his trash, yeah. they wouldn't have found the, the hacksaw wrappings. Yeah. Uh, if he would have walked across the fucking street, to throw away the torso. All of it together. All of it together. Or, you know, separate bags, put together, maybe spread them out a little bit. Right. Spray them with That's... Febreze or something. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Put them in the really good glad bags. Yeah. Right? Not sponsored. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking lazy, yep. McDaniels. Mm-hmm. Fucking lazy. All right. Do better uh, next time. <laughs> <laughs> next time. <laughs> <laughs> This is amateur hour. Yep. And so. Poor, poor Lauren. Mm-hmm. Thoughts and prayers out to her family. Mm-hmm. I apologize for my stupid jokes throughout the podcast, but this podcast is to respect her. Yes. And to say, fuck you, McDaniels. Fuck you, McDaniels. Fuck you, dog. You ain't shit, you lazy. Piece of shit. You ain't shit. You ain't ever going. You're just like your father. All right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Now. Done with the true crime. Time to get to my shit, which is all just stupid shit. Yay. Now, uh, what I did to prepare for this was just look at headlines that I might think are funny, like E! News, all that stuff. Mm -hmm. Not sponsored. And (laughs) what I found, uh, I thought was, I don't know why I found this so funny. Anything that has to do with slurs and celebrities saying slurs, getting caught saying (laughs) slurs or talking about them, Mm -hmm. I found it hilarious. Oh, yeah. Because this one, I put it by date. Because <laughs> them following each other, I think, is hilarious. All right. Oh, God. August 2nd, Matt Damon, oh. very, very famous actor. Yeah. We all know and love. Mm-hmm. Matt Damon admits he stopped using the F slur after his daughter explained why it's dangerous. Now, every word of those is important. Stopped using is pretty important. <laughs> yeah. August 3rd, Matt Damon clarifies he never personally used the F slur following the controversy. How the fuck do you stop using something you know? I, yeah, I stopped using heroin. <laughs> I never used it in the first place. Right. I'm just, you know. <laughs> just like, you know. That doesn't make any sense, Matt Damon. Matt Damon, make it make sense. Hey, Matt Damon. Come on, man. I don't expect you to listen to Get this Get your podcast. shit together. <laughs> what the you. fuck, Matt Damon? <laughs> All right. That, I, thought, I thought that was really funny because, like, it's like, um, you know, like, uh, only JS situation just like I never used those slurs and then it's just like like whole DMs of her calling people hard R's and Yo, she's just like I never said that and then on her thing she's just like 
I promise I'll use my platform to uplift black creators, yep. and then it's just like they're the ones. Who I can't believe you guys keep emailing me. Yep. This is <laughs> it. Always happens. I I I, I love it. I love oh, it yeah. so it's it's like it's like fucking you know true crime porn you know for me I love watching drama with things that aren't happening to me because yes. I've had enough drama okay. right yeah. using quote the word autistic as an insult I apologized it was fine I would much rather use the R word yeah because you know it's like. It's like using the F slur to describe things. Because it's not, you know, you never call it, it like like Louis C.K., not a great person to quote, but <laughs> <laughs> you don't call a gay person a faggot, right? Mm-hmm. Unless they're being one. Yeah. That's what he said, you know? Yeah. Like, they could be sucking a dick, right? A guy sucking a dick. And then you're like, look at that gentleman. I don't know. And then he... Pulls the dick out of his mouth like people from Phoenix are Phoenicians, and you're like, shut up, faggot. You know it's fine. <laughs> I'm kind of gay, so I can say it. So like, it's funny to me when it's happening. Mm-hmm. You know, but that's like <laughs> the R word. You never call a diminished capacity person the R word. That's just weird. They don't yeah. even know what it means. I apologize. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can't Hell is hot. Right, next. <laughs> next topic. Dennis Schroeder. Dennis Schroeder is a basketball player in the NBA. I find this story funny because fucking jokes on him for not being humble enough. Um, so he was a semi-good, slightly... He was an average point guard mm-hmm. uh, that played for the Lakers this year. Okay. The Lakers offered him an extension this year of over $75 million for four years. Mm-hmm. He declined that offer because he said, quote, I can do better. He didn't. <laughs> he couldn't. So he ended up taking a one-year, $5 million deal for a different team. I, again, Sir. I think that shit is so funny because he didn't even do anything on the, They lost. Oh, my God. He didn't do anything on the Lakers. And he was just like, I can get better than $75 million. <laughs> okay, okay, sure. What the, the, he took like a 15, because it was like a four-year deal. So he took like a $15 million pay cut. <laughs> Think it through. You got to see Think it through. Think it, got it, bro. Got to see All it right. through. What I got next, uh, it just, on my notes, it just says boot camp. Okay. Because I thought I, we could take this time to talk about ourselves. By that meaning, me. So, okay. <laughs> sounds good. I went to boot camp uh, for the Marine Corps uh, on the East Coast, so I went to Paris Island. I didn't finish boot camp, but I have some funny stories from boot camp. Okay, let's hear them. So, in, I think, every boot camp, uh, they do the gas chamber. I'm not sure if they do it in the Air Force, uh, but I know they do it in Navy and Army mm-hmm. and Marines. They do the gas chamber, where you walk in, you're wearing a gas mask, mm-hmm. and it's full of gas obviously and you stand in a platoon three lines Mm -hmm. and you the drill instructor comes up to you and they say break your seal and you shove two fingers into your gas mask so the gas can come through be in your gas mask Uh they ask you one question and then you have to redo the filter okay take off the filter Uh filter it out okay um what had happened was i was in the third squad 
right? So I was going last. Oh, no. It was fine. You know, I had my gas mask on. They didn't tell me to break my seal yet. But mm-hmm. you could feel the skin on your neck around the gas mask, like, sizzling. Oh, my God. It was bad. But the guy in the first squad had a panic attack. Oh, no. And started swinging at the drill instructors. <laughs> so three of them just swarmed in like wasps oh, my- and surrounded him, grabbed him, tore off his gas mask. They didn't have any on. They didn't have they just walked in oh, like it was nothing. And they were holding him up against the wall as we all left squad by squad. Jeez. And he was sitting there coughing like, you know. Yeah. And these these drill instructors are stone faced, not coughing. This guy's literally like vomiting like oh my on their God. And he's they're just stone faced. I'm like God, these guys are fucking invincible. I don't I'm I was I was already terrified of them. Mm-hmm. That but just that was like fuck. Seal the deal. But <laughs> since I was in third squad, I was in last. Uh, I we we had a pretty big pretty big platoon, and I'm I can see just around the back of the building, and I lean back a little bit to see those three drill instructors were sitting behind the building, just vomiting. Oh my profusely. god! And out loud, I said, "They have a weakness." <laughs> <laughs> Damn that! Yeah, that was a fun one. Uh, the gas chamber is always a f- those those stories are always fun. That takes a lot to keep. You always that get in. the you always get the one guy who's just fucking immune. Oh yeah. So they ask you the question, and he's just, "Where are you from?" Alabama, sir. <laughs> how, how, does, how does this gas feel? It's like it's not the best. You know. It's not <laughs> <laughs> so I got one more from boot camp. All right. So there was a VGE outbreak. I don't exactly know what VGE stands for. I just know they described it as, um, what is it? Pissing out your ass and shitting out your mouth. Oh. So, diarrhea vomiting. Okay. It was just like a, a day-long virus. Oh. Very, very contagious. Oh. Uh, and there was an outbreak in one of the squad mates. Oh, no. So they took me and two of my squad mates, I think. Um, uh, this was when I was getting separated. I was in RSP, the Recruit Separation Platoon. Okay. And so they took us three to go clean out the bay. They had already left everybody, but we had to go get everybody or everything out of the uh, out of the squad bay mm-hmm. so that we can clean the floors and stuff. Okay. On the way there, this was about two months into boot camp. RSP took a long time. On the way to there, the drill instructor we we were in a truck, and he was playing music. Uh-huh. And at the time, rake it up. Oh my god! Was a pretty popular song. Oh god! And it was playing on the radio. This was the first time I heard music in two months. Damn. And I'm sitting in the back. I'm not. I like very, very subtly, just not even mouthing the words, just kind of moving my lips, just like. Yeah. And so he pulls over. Oh god! Stops the music, and I just see his eyes in the rearview mirror. He goes like this song oh my god like, yes sir <laughs> he's like i bet you like this song sing it oh and he wouldn't move the truck until i started singing it oh my god and i just said <laughs> a me fucking skinny ass white kid until all my hoes break it up and he's like i need to fucking hear you i was like oh my god i tell all my hoes break it up Break it down. And he made me sing that song for three hours. 
while we were cleaning the squad bay. And it was the, the worst part was I was singing it in the truck. Uh-huh. It was fine. I could see the people, my, my two squad mates next to me. Shout out Marcus Hall. Um, just damn near dying laughing. Like oh they were, they were just barely holding it together. <laughs> and then we pulled up to the squad bay and there are 10 drill instructors waiting outside. Oh, hell no. Because they were going to just oversee it. Oh my God. They didn't know that I was supposed to be singing the song. Oh no. <laughs> so I got out of the truck. Oh no. And I stopped singing. And the I stopped when I got out of the truck. And our drill instructor oh, got out and met up with the group. And he turns around in front of the group and he goes, Hell! Did I say stop yes, singing? Yes, sir! <laughs> Did I say stop singing? <laughs> and then he turned to the guys and he goes, Guys, watch this shit. This shit's hilarious. Oh my god. And I'm just god. like, What the fuck did I tell all my own. Rank it up. And then they were all dying laughing. It was the funniest thing in the world. And then they just never told me to stop. So I just kept. I'm already two months into boot camp. So I already brainwashed. So I'm just getting. I'm just just singing the damn song. Oh my God. To this day. First off, I haven't heard that song since. I think I blocked it out. Every time it comes on, it's just muted in my mind. Good. I think it's like a PTSD thing yep. or something. But like, <laughs> I like, I cannot listen to that song. I can't. It is my least favorite song. I used to know all the words too. Oh yeah, which was the worst part because I would. It's just I, Nicki Minaj's song. Oh you know, yeah, and it was uh, yeah. her part. You know, went crazy. Oh I'd yeah, the went whole stupid. Thing. But that was the worst part of bootcamp. Now thinking back on it, it was one of the funniest. Oh yeah, hands down. But in the moment, it was probably Other than, like, yeah, maybe the fight I got into in boot camp. A fight? Yeah, nice, nice little squabble, you know. Um, uh, details. Yeah. So this details? is again in RSP. RSP was like jail. Right? Okay. The way the way it was set up, one big room with bunk beds, basically racks. Okay. And there were so many people being separated from boot camp at that time. There was like 120 of us in one room. Mm-hmm. Which, I mean, the rooms are kind of big, but 120 people, no. Shit's gonna happen, yeah, right? Of course. Obviously, there were like some type, there were some clicks and everything of like, you know, there were people, we like to fucking sing. Like, it was jail. Like, <laughs> we were singing like, like, uh, daylight. We were singing everything. <laughs> singing some old shit. I hang, I hung with uh, the, the people singing were just a large group of African American people, and uh, they accepted me as Very one of their own. <laughs> good, because I could sing. So, <laughs> but there were groups of people who liked to play cards, people who liked to take naps. Oh yeah, I'm you know, one of those people. You know, we 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 played Uno in our little group. Uh, that was our shit. But uh, I think once a day we cleaned. Uh, so we would just clean the floors. Mm-hmm. Um, makeshift cleaning so we would grab some long brooms attach towels to them and just throw soap on the ground and just push it around a little bit but uh when the vge outbreak came by we had to do it twice a day and we had something called the head retreat okay not to think it is i was not just going around giving topic to everybody oh yeah Uh, i was standing outside of the head the bathroom Uh while the people in there were cleaning they were done cleaning like 20 minutes uh-huh. So I'm just standing out there waiting. <laughs> I'm not cleaning, so I'm vibing. I'm just chilling. Yeah. I'm just thinking. I learned how to just be in my own head in mm-hmm. boot camp, so I was just chilling. <laughs> they were in there fucking off, and this one piece of shit. Oh, God. I'm 
fucking Bakudis. is his last name. I don't know his fucking Bakudis. Fuck this guy, right? Uh-huh. He had back problems. This is why he was getting discharged. But <laughs> okay. he was in there, and he kicks open the door as hard as he can. I'm standing right outside of it, and it hits me oh. dead, in the ha- dead in the face. Ow. And I'm like, I'm literally like, first, like, trying to get myself together to make sure I don't have, like, a concussion or something. Right. And then I just drag him into the rain room, the showers, uh-huh. and just start wailing on them. And I felt bad after. I mean, this is, again, two months in, haven't seen my family, haven't done anything fun, uh-huh. very pent-up, angry guy. Oh, yeah. Went through a whole bunch of combat training. Not combat training, but, like, yeah. yeah. Uh, so I'm just, like, I'm, I'm, I'm fucking... Letting it all I'm out. I'm mean right now. I'm almost a Marine. I was so close to being a Marine that I got discharged. Like, everything was over, right? Uh-huh. So I'm just like, I'm going to take this all, take all this shit out of this fucking piece yeah. of shit. Literally, like, damn near, like, scoliosis. And, like, it was very awkward. He's like, my name is Makutis. That kind of thing. You know, like, Rowley from Diary of a Wimpy Kid. Uh-huh. But, like, taller and lankier. Uh-huh. And I, I fucking wailed on this kid. I was bleeding from my head. Oh, my God. Like, I was... It, so. Jesus, we could keep hit that pretty and hard. of course, when we were getting our... It was like a fucking movie. When we were getting our inspections after standing at attention outside of our racks, I'm still, like, kind of bleeding. He's covered in bruises. Good. And they're just like, what the fuck happened to you two? And I'm just like, uh, slipped in the shower. I don't know. Like some, I don't even remember what we said. I think I said something about a door hitting me. Uh-huh. Like, I, I got hit by a door. Didn't see where I was going. He said, I, I slipped and fell in the shower. So, like, obviously, you know, he knows he deserved what he got. <laughs> oh, yeah. Hands down. Like, yeah. absolutely. So, we're about an hour and 13 minutes in. Oh, my God. If you want to call it quits, if you had something else you wanted to talk about. Uh, no, I no. had a lot of fun. You had a lot. I had a lot of fun that was too. About this, it's like I have cotton mouth right now. You need some water. All right, yeah. so <laughs> we're gonna call that it for this episode of Small Talk. Thank you all for coming. Thank I apologize you, thank you. for the colorful language from me, <laughs> especially. Oh yes. All right, and we will catch you on the next one. Thank you. Later. <laughs>